Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello and welcome to the Nikki Glazer Podcast, special F-Boy Island edition. We're talking all F-Boy Island on this uh, episode today. We have CJ Franco who's going to be on. We have Josh, whose name I forget, last McDonald. name I forget. McDonald? Yeah. Josh McDonald? I yeah. had a farm. Um, and then we have Garrett uh, Moron- Moronsky? Moroski. Moroski, I always want to put an N in there, and I wonder why. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just having a lot of fun here. Very excited to have all these uh, folks on the show. Andrew Collin is also here with me. How's it going, Andrew? I'm good. I just sleep. Uh... Okay, well, we watched F-Boy Island last <laughs> night. Yes, we watched the last two episodes. Yes, we watched the Mansplain episode 9 and uh, the finale episode 10. Andrew, you had taken kind of a break. Uh, you, I think you watched the first two episodes. You bookended it. Yes, and then I you jumped bookended. in at the end. I felt like I, I understood. I, I well, think you were there. Yeah. You were there. You were there with me on the island, um, as you all know. We started this podcast while we were filming F-Boy Island. Uh, there are a lot of questions we want to get to that were submitted by fans about the show, about our experience on the show. We want to give some behind-the-scenes uh, details. Uh, this show came about because I... 
my friend Elon Gale, who created the show, has always and was a guy that produced on The Bachelor for I think over a decade. He um, he knew I loved reality. He was a fan of mine. I'm a fan of his. He also is a author. I was wrote up a piece for his book actually. Um, he did a comedy book of like you're just not great. It's it's like a it's like a self help book about how like you're not that special. It's pretty funny. And I I wrote a little blurb about how my therapist told me I wasn't a beauty, and um, but uh, he called me up and was like, "You might, you might be perfect for the show I'm doing." And he said the name, and I go, "Oh my god!" I saw that in an email from my agents a while back, and I wanted it so bad because I just a show called F Boy Island clearly is a show that makes fun of itself and it needs a host that is funny and also is a fan of the genre. And I said, Andrew. I got off the phone with Elon and I go, Andrew, I remember where I was. I was in the <laughs> I kitchen. literally moved to St. Louis to essentially live with you. Yeah, this is, by the way, this is January. You moved yeah. in January 1st. Yeah. And this is, I get a call <laughs> January maybe 18th yeah. from Elon. And then within three, then I hop on with producers on a Zoom call. I thought it went so well, but then it was a Thursday and then I, Fat Friday, I heard nothing and I'm like, Oh my God, I, I've never followed up with my agents and managers about something so fast. And I was like, I didn't hear from them. And they're like, just give it till Monday. It's okay. And I'm like stressed the whole weekend. I'm texting Elon like, thank you so much. Like doing anything I can to like just move this along. I want it so bad. And then um, and then Monday, boom, get the offer. And I go, Andrew, I think you came out of your room all like bleary eyed. This is before you found golf or Brenna. And I go... <laughs> I was right around the time I think maybe you started dating Brenna. Yeah. And you're taking your nap before your first date. Yeah. You had and to I get go, a nap in. Andrew, I got F Boy Island, <laughs> which is at that time seemed like the most absurd thing yes. ever. Yeah. I remember you telling me about it and you were like, it's called F Boy Island. I know. I don't know whether to. Like, you were still like a little bit on the fence just because of the name and the silliness of it. But I don't think I was voiced... ever on the fence, dude. Really? I was psyched about the name. Like, I'm like, because. I just thought it was so funny and ridiculous. Yeah. And like, if you're gonna go hard, like if you're gonna do it, do F Boy Island. Don't start with some like you know Love Island. Like, <laughs> be funny about it. You, I honestly think you voiced this job into it, and I've seen you do this before into existence. Like, so I remember being on your balcony in New York, and you being like, because I was taking shit. Uh, we so both were taking a shit off the balcony. <laughs> okay, yeah. I remember. And uh, Luigi was shitting, and if we you, both were on the balcony. If you don't know, inside joke, whenever <laughs> Andrew and I, back in my New York apartment, if he would come over and I had to take a poop, I'd go, Andrew, balcony. And he would go out to the balcony while I <laughs> took a shit. And jump off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but it was, uh, and I remember you just saying, like, not exactly this job, but, like, somewhere in this genre of, like, you know, either being the bachelorette or you reality know, being something in reality with dating, dating around the world. Yeah, like you voiced this into existence. Yeah, I also mean, I, through hard work. I went out and pitched a show. I I yeah. pitched a show with a, a incredible producer that was me dating around the world and like. And by the I time I love that idea. I mean, it was really fun, but um, this was pre COVID. This was too. better though because that although. Uh, this was the perfect way. I mean, I do want to be the subject of a reality show, and it's 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 something that is truly I keep uh, it's 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 in the works, y'all. But like this, I do believe that after my Dancing with the Stars run, I was like, I know I I didn't get enough. I didn't get that ended too soon. I'm not done. I went back in, and um, yeah, well, it's perfect for you. You're so good at it. I mean, you're hosting I'm, this show is like you're perfect. 
thank you. I hear that a lot. I watch it and I go, wow, I could have done that better. That, there's a lot of things I want to improve on. I'm happy about my performance, but there's a lot. Like I realized one thing, um, I want to be more expressive. Like I was saying it last night. I was like, I, to you, because I think you were saying some of the same things and I was like, no, man, I could have done better. I just want to be more I want to make more faces and like have my feelings show up you on my face a little bit more. You had some great faces, though. I know. Maybe I got a little bit you, too much Botox some... from my dentist before. <laughs> my dentist gave me Botox uh, right before I left, and so I was my face. Yeah, was a your little teeth weren't doing anything. Um, <laughs> no, you were. You had these pensive looks, though. When, when like the more serious looks you were giving, I felt like no, you watched it. Yeah. I thought was so funny okay, let's and test, so perfect. Let's test my f boy faces. Okay, tell me. Um, like, give me scenarios that okay. happen on the show. All right. Um, yeah. So, Garrett, I think you're an F boy. And no, I. No, like, tell me something that happens and I respond to it. Oh, 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 okay. Like, give me an example. Oh, gee, Jared me- tells Nakia that he loves her. <laughs> that really was a moment. <laughs> I got goosebumps on my face. Okay. That was that was when I knew, oh, I'm, I love this show and that I'm sold and this is, we're making magical TV. Okay. So, give me another one. Um, Sarah found out that she is not adventurous. Because she is. Garrett kept saying, God, Sarah, you're just so adventurous. I saw you like put your foot in the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, snorkeling is not an extreme sport. I loved her responses to that. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's all about the faces and, and, uh, there were some, there were some great ones. I mean, Garrett made me laugh so much on this show and uh, despite myself I am a huge Garrett fan and no one can understand it all my friends are like how could why didn't you punch him during the finale how did you just stand there and I go first of all that's not my job and I don't I don't like the idea of my fist hitting someone's face it like hurts me to even think about that and um and I honestly I was disappointed in him and like mad that he would do that to Sarah and after he just got done saying I want to wake up every morning and kiss you before I go to work and I want to eat cold pizza with you like right after that speech it was diabolical (laughs) but he also makes me laugh a lot could it be that he has blonde hair and blue eyes and you happen to have blonde hair and blue eyes that there's something probably in there that's all I need to like someone is if they look a little bit like me (laughs) boom 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 um no okay so (laughs) Andrew, you I invited you to F Boy Island with yeah. me almost immediately. I said, You're coming along because I had a quarantine for two weeks. And I go, and we're starting the podcast. Come on out there. It was five degrees in St. Louis. Yeah. We we go to Cayman Islands. We quarantine for two weeks. We can't leave. We have caution tape on our front porch to keep us inside. The beach, we can see the beach. We're on the beach. You put some in front of your bedroom door for me, I think. <laughs> to keep me out, which I thought was rude. <laughs> well, it was a flood zone, and I didn't want you getting That's true. All, I didn't have a all the toys I brought there. Now, in the Cayman Islands, I do want to say that it's a very Christian um Yeah, you weren't, nation. but you had to smuggle in you toys. Were, you were not supposed to bring sex toys. That memo did not get to old Glaze Dog. And I brought like six different ones. I, I brought my whole, you know, I brought a whole if suitcase of them. you went to them. fucking jail for bringing a dildo to the Caymans. It would be the best thing that ever happened to me. Best thing that ever happened It would be my like Kim Kardashian sex tape where I'd be like, oh no, great. <laughs> this is a great headline. But then I ended up d- dealing them uh, to other people on the show. <laughs> yeah, you there was did. a producer on the show who was like, I didn't bring any because they're illegal here. You know, all people in the Cayman Islands. You, there's no sex shop, shops. You just have to go to Sharper Image and get a fucking you have a to neck. Cut down a tree. You just have to like, I don't know, like dry hump a turtle. It's it's 
it's not easy out there. So I dealt one of my sex toys to a girl that I, I had only used once and I cleaned it off like with, you know, Dawn soap, the same stuff you clean ducks off in an oil spill because let's say this thing had been through, you know, the Exxon Valdez disaster just w- with one rodeo with me. And um, and I gave That's it to her. That's all it takes. We had a blast on that island. Let's get to some questions uh, from our fans about the show and about uh, behind the scenes. Noah. All right. I have great questions from Mm. our besties. So can we do these kind of rapid fire? Yes. Okay. Uh, Okay. Science guy underscore 1976 asks, what were memorable moments for you in the show that did not air? Oh, memorable moments that did not air. I mean, for me, it was the... um, the therapy session with all the guys, uh, Anthony uh, was so hilarious during that session. And he did this really um, heartfelt moment where he was talking about how hard it was for him to not be having sex all the time on this island because he's an F boy and he's used to having sex. And we had to take this over probably f- five or six times because everyone was laughing so hard. But he really earnestly, very sadly, like he was almost, you know, recalling how his mom passed away or something was just like, and then, you know what, Nikki, like, It was just really hard for me and there were a lot of times where I just like, I just had like had to beat my meat. And just like him (laughs) saying beat my meat with such a, with like a tear coming down his face was so funny. I just remember Devige and and Peter, we're all like just cracking up. Uh, And then the the other biggest moment for me was Charlie's elimination. It was on the second episode. Charlie, the French uh, man, F-boy who claimed to be a nice guy when it was time for him to reveal his true status, was actually an F-boy. I got confirmation in my um, little ear from producers that he was indeed an F-boy, and I lashed out hard at him and uh, took him to task. I felt like you took out like 10 years of bad boyfriends out on Charlie. I know, and and, and in those 10 years, I had one boyfriend, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) No, I took out 10 years of, you know, guys lying to me and um, people lying in general. Poor Charlie. And And my aggressions for France, you know. Yeah, yeah. They were rude the one time I went in high school. The the guy at the cafe didn't. And that's the whole country. (laughs) I love when people do that. They're like, no, waiter looked at me weird. Uh, but no, I just, I couldn't believe this guy was lying to me and like, uh, and what just boggled my mind was that we, this is what a recurring thing for me on these reality shows when these people lie and then it's going to air. We're going to see what you've already said. You've claimed you, you, we didn't just cast you as an F boy. I mean, I wasn't part of the casting process, but I knew that we had done our research on these guys. No one was there as an F-boy that didn't claim to do F-boy things and and admit to it. Now, whether or not those were true, that's another story. But, like, he had said these things. And so during his thing, I lashed out at him and I go, Charlie, I go, right now is when we are going to actually cut to videotape (laughs) of you saying that you had a woman toss a drink. And I go, now let's cut to that clip right now and i turned to the camera and they they cut that and then at one point i go are you even french and that really made me laugh and then charlie at one point goes no but everyone all of these guys behind me they know who i am they know and i go well you're not trying to bang them and like they cut that so but they cut around it because i look i look too unhinged and i didn't know i didn't know how crazy i looked I because the next night awesome i i was so thrilled by it everyone loved it but the next day people came up to me at the the you know cast party, we had a day off and everyone was drinking down at this bar, and all this these crew members that had not even said a word to me before had a couple of drinks and finally got you know 
like the the liquid courage to say and they all came up to me and were like dude last night that was terrifying like you you like destroyed him and so i actually had to go to limbro and um before we shot the therapy sessions i took charlay aside and i said um i really want to apologize to you for like lashing out and um you know I didn't I didn't do any of the but you lied. I just said that was that was out I didn't mean to make you feel that way because he was really sad afterwards. And now we're like we're really cool. Um Noah, next question. <laughs> okay, that was not rapid fire, but there was a lot of good dirt I in there. Know. So I, 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 good. I guess I'm thinking that me talking fast is rapid fire, but that's not what that <laughs> means at all. <laughs> okay. Next question comes from Theo Scott twenty three. Uh if you can answer this, who wrote the line F boy F by? That was a joint production, but I do believe Andrew. Was that you? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I at this point, <laughs> I, I believe. I believe I think it was, it was, but I don't want. I think to. Elon and Andrew both came up with it uh, individually, if I do remember, because um, I was texting with Elon, the creator of the show, and uh, I think Andrew and him had both put that on their list of possible things to say. And once I saw it twice, I was like. Let's do that. But we we because we were almost gonna do uh, what was it gonna be? Fuck boy, or F, I forget what the other fuck slope. boy fuck F boy fuck off. Yes, F oh. off. It was gonna be F boy F off. And let me just say uh, on the elimination, I don't know if they aired it because I I zipped past Garrett's uh, finale last night. I couldn't watch it because it was so it was so uncomfortable. But I did when I said goodbye to Garrett on the show. I go F boy. Fuck you. And I and everyone like yeah, laughed. I had yeah. to take it again, but I did say that to his face. And um that was really fun. But yeah, that's what One it was. One more question. Be. F boy, F off. I remember. Before we get to CJ Franco, who is uh going to be on the show very shortly. Okay. Oh man, I have one question. Okay. Um <laughs> wasn't OG Jared so hot in turtlenecks? It was an island, and that comes from uh A Lynch oh, 17. Literally hot. Oh my god. His outfits. Let me just say, I, I wanted to trash his outfit so badly and wrote so many jokes in my head and we, we would talk about them and I'd go like, what's he wearing tonight? But there were certain people that you couldn't make fun of because they don't have a sense of humor about themselves and he is on top of that list. Like he just, he was there taking it very seriously even though he came in as an F-boy so like he was lying. But then in the end he was, you know, ended up being a nice guy. But um yeah, his outfits were ridiculous. He looked like a poet laureate most times. He, he was never dressed. looked sweaty though in the sweaters and turtlenecks. I was shocked. Yeah, Which was interesting because it was like temp. it was like a hundred degrees too. It I was don't, so hot. Yeah, he was wearing layers, he had scarves on. Here's the thing. When you're oh a, my when God. you're an eccentric person and you're kind of like out there and you yeah. wear whatever you want, I love that. But there's something about wearing something different and knowing it's different to be cool you know what i'm saying does that yeah. make sense like i've seen eccentric people wear scarves in 100 degrees and remember you're like, when someone he like got accused of stealing someone's outfit oh yeah or, he was wearing watch. someone else's shoes and, and shoes. necklace yeah it was div maybe davidges and he's like you never even gave those back you barred them and those are mine he's like these are not yours man they're mine it's like wait what <laughs> that was such a weird moment there were so many moments let me just say the finale this is insider info. The finale you saw where Garrett came out and gave the and 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 after he had confessed his love to Sarah and said I really want to be with you and and I'm I you know I came in as an F boy but I want to be with you. Then she chooses him. He then takes the hundred thousand dollars that he has the right to either split it with Sarah or keep it all. He keeps it all and says Sarah I want to break up with you. 
that was so devastating to the whole situation. We stopped down for like an hour. I mean, it was crazy. So then it cuts to me being like, Nakia, this is a rough night. That was an hour later. I mean, we, there were so many moments where it was so tense that everyone had to like go walk off. There was a lot of walk offs that didn't air and a lot of, um, you know, there was a whole drama with Kevin, which I want to get into with Garrett because he had a great oh, Kevin yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. But there's a whole drama between CJ and CJ and Kevin knew each other. We're going to get to CJ in a second, but apparently Kevin has a helicopter company in Hawaii. <laughs> a helicopter. And, and CJ was a model for the helicopter. Like, he, she's on his helicopters. I'm not even getting It's like her face is on, like, the website and stuff. I bet he's taking it down by now. And he never paid her for it. So he, she, he shows up and she's like, I know that guy. Well, I know what he is. What a weird coincidence. It was, but they didn't end up like using it. And in the end, I think they like patched it up. He like Venmoed her or whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll find out. <laughs> CJ Franco is up next. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. 
Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Our first guest on the show today is uh, one of the three women on F-Boy Island who was there looking for love, found love. We are going to find out if she retained that love. Uh, But welcome to the show, model, a comedian, um, actress, and reality star CJ Franco, everyone. Hi, CJ. Yes, it's so good to see you again. (laughs) We've only communicated through DM, but um, how are you, girl? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really good. Well. I've been having a lot of fun. Um, I've been hanging out with Sarah a lot. She's in town visiting. I saw you guys posting together. So she's out there for kind of like the finale. She came out to yeah. just, I mean, you guys have been waiting, I guess, to talk about the show until the last three episodes came out because you couldn't really say much before then, right? Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. If, if we did say anything, it was um, a very delicate like tiptoeing around the topic conversation. Yes. Okay, so let's just get into it. Um, wait, I have a couple questions as someone who was also on the show. Was it hard for you to watch yourself or are you someone that like doesn't have a problem with that? Was it hard for you to watch this show? I'm No, I, I'm shameless. <laughs> <laughs> so you like couldn't... You bought you a bigger flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually watch it on a projector. I made it as big as possible. You know what? <laughs> My friend Leah Lamar actually posted from your, she was at your viewing party for it. And I was like, where is this event? <laughs> I thought it was like at the Grove or something. You had, It was on your rooftop. You had a party yeah. for the premiere. That looks so much fun. Um, and I'm so sorry I couldn't attend even if I uh, didn't get an invite. But um, <laughs> no, you know, I wasn't in town. and uh, You were I'm just- in Tulum, right? That's right. I was. So, CJ, I want to know. Um, so did you were you able to see all the episodes before they came out or were you watching them in real time with everyone else? Just horror with everyone else. 
And what do you mean by horror? What? Let's talk about your number one moment that you go, oh, God. Either about what someone else had said about you behind your back. Because that's the thing on these reality shows. All the contestants are talking shit about each other. Don't they know that someday it's going to air and the people are going to see it? Well, you can't think like that. It I know would drive you, you insane. Yeah, you can't. Is there any moment that you really cringed at? I think there was there were quite a few moments I cringed at. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys really threw us out there. Uh, no. <laughs> tell, tell me what you mean by that. <laughs> um, yeah, who's you guys? I'm just, just going to blame everyone. No. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. You're going to take no accountability <laughs> at all. God damn it, Noah. Uh, yeah, I blame Noah. She no. was in our ear the whole time. I feel. Wait. Like- so. Where, what? Yeah, what cringy parts? Yeah, like what's a moment that you were just like, oh no, or you had to maybe DM someone and be like, uh, I heard that. <laughs> I think the first big one um, was the mansplain for me because I've been putting a lot of time into Casey, and so the bombshell from the mansplain, um, yeah, that was that was. I knew I knew something would come out because all the F boys have dirt, like. That's, right. that's why they're F boys. So I knew something would come out, but I felt like I got to a point with Casey that I was like, you can tell me anything. I can deal with anything. I'm from LA. I am used to all of you guys, but, yeah. but you have to tell me. And I think because we didn't have that open communication that you can see on my little face that I'm like very disappointed. And it's, it was embarrassing. It was an embarrassing moment for me because I felt like I put a lot of faith into somebody and then they made me look bad. But I'm on F-Boy Island, so, I mean, that seemed like a gamble. Yeah, you know what? I was a little disappointed how that mansplain got edited because I, at the time, was just so... I mean, I talked to you about this separately. When it came out that Casey had referred to you as a glorified escort or whatever the hell he said, which I wonder if he even knew that was something that was, like, waiting to... like. If he if he even remembered saying it, do you think it was something that he could have gotten ahead of? Like it was on his mind, like, I hope this doesn't come out. Or is it just like he just says so much stuff he couldn't keep track? No, I don't think that was on his radar because I don't think <sighs> that was. I think that yeah. he repeated something that was said to him. Yeah. With a nasty tone. I believe that that happened. Yeah. But I don't think that that was at the forefront of his mind because I think he was just gossiping while I was with Sean or um, like sure these guys get such fragile egos that they do lash out in ways and they say hurtful things which we all do but there's cameras on them and there's other guys listening who are angry but I just wanted to say the way you responded while we were at the mansplain was awesome because unbelievable and I wanted them to keep it because to me it was just every girl gets referred to as gets slut shamed at some point in her life no matter uh, what uh part of the spectrum of slut you get called yeah. right and cj just i th- to me that was watching you not an embarrassing moment that that's your um own like I, I don't get to tell you what not to be embarrassed by but for me i was like oh my god i loved the way you handled it because i i don't think it translated as much i thought it was awesome how it came out on tv and it was accurate but you were just like listen 
I've been I've been called less and worse. I just it doesn't even like the way you were just like ugh whatever. You didn't go like you weren't like what is that? Why? What does that mean? I am not. You didn't get defensive. You didn't have to go yeah. through a list of why that wasn't true. She you had just the go, line about the that your f you're getting paid oh, to be on this so show to, to fuck us that or whatever. It. Yeah, yeah. That, that made exactly it. yeah that that line was perfect. F. I said you're yeah half us. I I said fuck, and I think we all know that. Yeah, if that was, <laughs> yeah. you were, I thought you instantly took control. And then, man, I was saying it last night when we were watching the mansplain. I go, this was when Casey, like, man, the mansplain really changed Casey's chances. Like, that that changed everything. And then he got up and walked away and then came back. You know, but I thought like that, that you, you saying, if you would have just been honest with me, and, like, if he would have said to you beforehand when you had given him the license to, listen, I may have said some nasty things about you when I was jealous when you were out with Sean and I was insecure. And instead, I said this thing about you and said it to you in private. Would you have been able to forgive him? Like, I know you can't actually – you would have. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I have dealt with fuckboys before. Like, and it's not just – it's not just – F boys, it's people. People make mistakes. I make mistakes. And it's the only thing is taking accountability for the mistakes that you make. And I go so far out of my way to try not to hurt people that I care about or to hurt anybody. And so to not give me that courtesy was what kind of shook me. And it kind of made everything else that got called out after that comment a comment I've been called a whore a million times. Do not care. Does not affect me. I mean, and I'm really sick of men trying to slut shame women to control them to make them feel smaller. That's not a cute look. It's not fun. I'm actually bored of it. But the comments that followed that were like, he has a girlfriend back home. He's going to use the money to live with Garrett. And, you know, they're listing off these things. And I was like, I believe that. I believe that. Yes. I believe that. And I'm like, and the only reason I have the the mindset to believe those things is because you didn't get ahead of the other thing. Right. And you were willing to forgive him for all that stuff. And cause you knew he really did care about you a lot as we saw. And he was going to actually split the money with you as we also found out. Now I want to know, um, are you still with new Jared? <sighs> Basically we are not together. Right. Um, Spiritually and emotionally. Yeah. What Lee are you? <laughs> Digitally. <laughs> Digitally we are. Uh, do we you... work together? It, it... Wait, you work together? We are together. Oh, you are you together. You are together. But you know um, what? It's like he lives in Miami and he works. Yeah. He works a lot. And so I think what we've been trying to do is we've been trying to try to have a long distance relationship because the truth is he is a really like great man. He is a really good guy. Yeah. And the there was a comment that was made which i was seeing for the first time in the um, finale where he did not look like such a great sweet guy and wait what what comment the dick taste Ugh. no one needs to know the flavor of any dick oh the dick <laughs> yeah i called it dude i texted <laughs> i texted <laughs> one of the producers and i go how does my dick taste i go how could he because uh, for those of you who don't know <laughs> Uh, there was she had a mega date with uh, Jared where they spent the night together and then the next night she had a date with Casey yes. and then Casey comes back to the house 
sees Jared and talks about having a lot of cardio that morning, which I really thought I was like, he got up and went for a run. That's yeah. so cool. I wonder where he went. Like I was thinking about the house and like, wonder where he went. And it totally went over my head. And then Jared's like, I got cardio too. Yeah, man, how's my dictate? Like it was just so not nice guy. Yeah. Not nice guy. Mom called me and was like, I don't think, I don't think he's a nice guy. I'm not convinced. Mom. How do we know he's a nice guy? That's my thing is like, we're just taking these guys word for it. You know, when the guys would admit that they were an F boy or, you know, come out as an F boy, they would cut to casting footage of them being like, yeah, I lie to women. I don't care. I've heard a lot of women. I got to do what I got to do. But the nice guys, when they came out, there wasn't like footage of them, you know, volunteering or, (laughs) you know, cuddling kittens. I saw a video new Jerry just asking random people how his dick tastes and I was like man that is a good man that is a it's so nice you're doing that at a carnival you're such a good guy you know what he I think he really wanted to know maybe he really he's never tasted it sounds like a new product it seems like a new product of lollipops that we're gonna come out with oh my god dick pops I He's, love it. I know he sells tea. He was he was DMing me this morning. He wants to send me tea some bags. tea. And he was like, I have it for immunity, for good, clean skin, for mental health, for a, a better tasting dick. And I'm like, I think it all comes back to that. He, um, yeah, I can't believe he was a nice guy because he just came on so strong when he first walked in. And then you chose him, had to say goodbye to Casey. Have you seen Jared, new Jared since? Have you guys like been in the same place since? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. So what's hotter, though, like a, an F boy surprisingly being good or a good guy being bad? You know what I mean? Like F boy being good. Yeah. Nah. Really? Nah. No. <laughs> no. You like when a nice guy, guy, a seemingly nice guy has edge? Any guy can perform for long enough that he's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've, I've stepped in that dick sand before. No. <laughs> Is there any regret you have from the show, watching it back, thinking, I wish I would have done that differently? Or, um, you know, like, is there is there anything that you would do differently? Peter. I know. Peter. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so ah, sad I'm he's Pterodactyl! Pterodactyl! <laughs> what a mean thing, looking at, watching that. We were like, it was a little too obvious. You got to choose a better we, word. We wanted you to be a little more subtle with it of like, hey, what's your favorite dinosaur? Mine is a pterodactyl. Like, you were just like, SOS. It's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was hilarious. You were so funny on the show. I want to know how they found you and how we hadn't seen you on a reality show before because you are just reality gold. You're just gorgeous to watch. You're funny. You're you know yourself. How how did this come about for you? Uh, my therapist sent it to me. No way. I was making too much progress and, you know, this is what I was going to say. <laughs> she wants to keep you around. Please, hang on a second. Hang on a second. So, so did they just, I'm guessing, because uh, I asked a bunch of people this and I think producers just like go through Instagram and find people that, that you know, look like Garrett. And they have a I lot mean, of followers. Garrett's Instagram, they must have just been like. It this looks like a, a, every photo looks like a stock photo you would like buy at Walmart of a hot man that's already in a frame. <laughs> oh, it does. It really does. <laughs> like, yeah, that would look good on my dresser. I will never switch it. But, uh, CJ, I want to know, uh, aside from the dictates line, when you were watching <laughs> it back, 
were there any moments to you where you go, oh no, like of, of, of things you saw on the show when you were watching it that you didn't know and that you heard and were like, that bummed me out or like had to shoot a text to someone and be like, anything? I'm tough. I'm real tough. No. I know you are. You, it's a lot do you like how I'm... you were portrayed and edited? Do you like how you came across? I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but I love how I came across. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> Honestly, all of all of my friends were on this text chain about it and they're just like, We love CJ. We want her to we want to be friends with her. I mean, I'm sure you're getting a lot of um DMs from people just saying the same thing like over and over. Like I'm like I'm actually responding to a lot. I'm trying to send a lot of like video messages back and it's my DMs are off the hook. It's not like I'm getting as many DMs as OG Jared, but like oh my god, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of like from women and um, a lot of a lot of gay guys and a lot of yeah. people that feel like they've navigated relationships in a way that was unfavorable for them, and they saying that they haven't seen a woman take charge on reality TV and not tolerate any BS. And that we all kind of just like let things go and let things slide. And they're like, you didn't let anything slide. You really didn't. <laughs> I, when you didn't hug or when that first time that you didn't hug Casey and left him hanging and he just goes brutal and he sits down. I felt that I was like, I need to do what, that more the night often. Of the, the it was art? early on. Oh, 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 early. And I forget what he had. Oh, he had, it was about Garrett because they were buddies and you were going to confront him about his relationship with Garrett, which then turned into a whole thing. But at first he walked over and you're just like, no, no. And he walked over, he goes, come on. And he goes in for a hug and he goes, nah, no, okay. Oh, brutal. And he just says it to himself and it's just this moment. And, I, and I'm someone who always just wants to give guys what they want and just in general, people what they want. And so I just, I, I, I liked that moment that you were willing to, leave him hanging there and it's like bad it's so public but like but that's how i am it's like you yeah. have to set like good boundaries and you have to teach people how to treat you and you can't expect me to be on your team if you're not on my team you know yeah and i feel like i did get some comments um for the middle three episodes saying that oh his friend oh like that's really mean and you know what? Like, it's not mean. I think that people, if you want to be in a relationship, you need to prioritize your partner. And I think I, I value people with character and integrity so highly that I would never say like, hey, this is a great person. I would never put my name on someone else who I didn't truly think was a good person or had good intentions. And I think a big problem for me was that Casey want, kept saying that, you know, Garrett is a good guy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you can say Garrett has a good dick. You could say <laughs> Garrett has a it fun personality, well. yeah. but you can't really say he's a good guy in, in the context of this show. Right. So you wouldn't maybe have had an issue with him saying, listen, he's my friend because we have fun throwing the ball together and <laughs> laughing yeah, together. Yeah. And get, he makes me laugh when he does impressions of people and says stupid things. Yeah. But... I don't think he's actually, I know he doesn't have integrity, but he's still my friend. Would that have been okay? That's totally fine. Or do you, I, have wow. friends, I have friends, I have a million friends that are just Garrett's. They're just Garrett's. And it's fine. It's fine with me, but it's, you know what you can expect from that person. 
Right. Because it doesn't feel honest. It doesn't feel honest when you're like, no, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. You just don't know Gary. I think Casey's just too young to know the difference between like, you can say you're friends with someone and still say they're not a great yeah, person. Yeah, I have a plenty of piece of shit friends. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's I love the distinction. Friends, yeah. yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Because I actually <laughs> felt the same way that maybe people felt that were DMing you of, of saying, well, you can't tell him who to be friends with. But it's now I understand it. I, did, I, I thought you just go, no, you can't be friends with him no matter what because of how I feel about him. But all you wanted was him to acknowledge that Garrett's uh, uh, not uh, a sincere, <laughs> honest person. You don't have to campaign for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you don't have to hand out flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like, I'm mean, going door to door, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was vote Garrett Morowski. Yeah, I thought the plane with the sign that <laughs> that was that, a little much. It was a little much. He handed. shouldn't have spent uh, the, the, his hundred grand on that. Um, you are also a vegan, and I wanted to say there was a, br- a brilliant moment that got cut from oh, the show man. where she eliminates Davidge and um it was uh, I think it was Davidge when when you said the, the vegan thing was that right it was it was poor Peter it was Peter oh was yes poor Peter. okay poor beautiful Peter <laughs> your reading line was great too oh the yeah reading line she had uh yeah I read it for audio books she I yeah. mean CJ was so funny uh, there would she be couldn't times talk for a little while I know really couldn't you lost talk. your voice Everyone was stoked about um, but that. But you did a great line. Do you remember the vegan line, CJ? Um, what was the vegan line? Um, while I'm not one to push my ideas on other people, I do expect them to respect my the things that are important to me. Uh, when I said I was vegan, your reaction was rude. And for that yeah. reason, I don't think we're compatible. There was something oh. about like... I- cruelty to animals oh, and I'm gonna get it like I, yeah. no, all animals have the have the thought to avoid uh pain and suffering and so do I and for that yes. reason, oh. Peter you're out. Oh, I thought it was just so great it was <laughs> damn yes. twirl it that was so good damn what and, kind of chair is that I know I was actually flexing <laughs> on this table yeah <laughs> um CJ I loved that because that is the like people always roll their eyes about when you say you're a vegan and, and not everyone, but it's just a, it's kind of a, a kuh thing people do of like, Oh, vegan. They just love to make fun of you. But y- the, the point you made about the suffering and pain, like that's what it boils down to. I don't honestly don't even care. The, killing an animal is the best part of its life when, when they're in these, like when people are like talking about you're vegan cause you don't like that they kill animals. I go, no, they're actually, I like that they kill them cause they put them out of their goddamn misery. Oh, it's the not. pain and suffering that leads up to that. Honestly, like every animal has to die at some point, but like, it's just the brutal suffering that they, it's, that it's they the, go it's through. The treatment. It's the treatment yes. and the facilities they live in. They're sick constantly. They're taking, they take their children. They kill the, the little male chickies that are the cute. Have you ever seen little baby chickens? They're so cute. I mean, is there anything cuter? It's like and and just the hypocrisy of people with their dogs oh, yeah. and being like, I love animals and then eating meat. I just can't and, and people can't handle it. They can't if if everyone was forced to watch factory farm footage, I think the world would be a different place, but they're not. So uh, I just I don't just understand how anyone can say they're an empath and then not be vegan. I don't know how anybody can say that. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, before you go, I wanted to say the thing about 
I wanted to ask you about losing your voice, honestly, because I lose my voice a lot. What do you do for it? Okay, because I, I don't know. I was going to ask you, like, what do you do? Because like, I'm drinking like lukewarm coffee. I drink like throat coat tea, which probably tastes like Jared's new Jared's dick. That's it's like it's it. it's. T- <laughs> Um, I, I just recently had to quit smoking weed. Like, I just have to stop inhaling things. Dude, have you had these little cannabis drinks, these little cans? No. CJ, don't get me started on that. No, I, no. no. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, God damn it. This is the- She's going to find a way for me to get it in my system. Andrew's like, please don't. She's like, what you do is you pour out the drink and you smoke out of the can. These are the best things in the world. Okay. Wait, what is it? It's a wonder or there's can. And it's like, cause I can't smoke anything with my voice like this. Yeah. And so I've switched to these and it's like super light. It's like having one little toke. Not that I'm promoting cannabis at all. Yeah. No, no, no. But okay. If I was, I'm telling you these little, I'll get you some of these drinks. That's what I'm like. I'll look into it. CJ, you can follow CJ Franco, who is hilarious. And I honestly, some of your captions, I'm just like, God, she's brilliant. How did she think of this? She's just really funny. and She such hired a, a writer. No, she's... <laughs> This bitch does not need a writer. Most people do. This one doesn't. Um, are you still doing stand-up, by the way, CJ? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I still for, think she should do a guest set. For a 40-minute like Netflix special. But I love, I love stand-up. I don't know how good I am, but I am doing a show in, I think, two weeks at the Comedy Chateau. At the Comedy yeah. what? The Comedy Chateau. Chateau. Okay, look for that. Follow CJ Franco on Instagram at it's CJ Franco. CJ, um, wait, Noah, is there any burning question you have as a fan of F-Boy before we let CJ go? Because I know probably she's on the edge of her seat. Our producer <laughs> Noah loves you and the show. <laughs> you. <laughs> I was actually curious about your outfits. If you styled yourself, if those are your clothes, you just, oh man, you killed it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um. Yeah, I had to pack like four suitcases. Most of my things were from my friend um, at House of Pink Lemonade. And we created actually a collection together of like swim and resort wear. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You did have fantastic style. And Does I've it said all it- say Moritz? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I just love the idea of her swimwear, just Moritz, like this hotel we stayed at oh yeah well but, no one knows that did I know. you think that was gonna get a laugh <laughs> I don't from know anyone anymore yeah. who knows <laughs> um <laughs> i mean there's no, a few more heads out there cj's cj's <laughs> outfits were in- incredible and I, I you know what my friend recently wrote me and said that his young daughter was watching the show like 10 year old daughter and was like, you know, I go, that's, he goes, we, you know, we have, to, we can't tell other parents. We got to keep this like secret because it's just like, we shouldn't let our 10 year old watch the show. And I go, actually, I think it's really good for her to watch the show. And it's, and I said, especially he said, you know, she's going to have questions about the outfits. And I said, let me just say that CJ's outfits to me were the first time I saw someone dress in a way that I'm dying to dress, but I'm so scared that men are going to discount me and and say that I'm dressed slutty or women are going to hate me because I'm showing off my body and how thirsty is that. But it was the first time I saw someone wear it and like, I felt like you you were like Gloria Steinem in a, uh, like, you know, like it felt like you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg could have worn some of the stuff you wear. And it was, you had this air of like, I don't, I'm not wearing this for anyone else. And I wrote him this entire thing of, it's important for your daughter, your 10 year old daughter to see CJ's outfits and to know that her body is not someone else's. Uh, to judge and that 
she can wear whatever she wants. And I don't know why it took me so long to, to understand that, but did you take a while to get to that with your own like sexuality and your body? Cause you're a stunning woman who's probably been beautiful most of her life. Was this, was this ever something that you were worried what other people thought about? Because I, I, I really struggle with it. No, other people okay. don't bother me. Like whatever someone else thinks that's on them. And that's a reflection of how they feel about themselves. So none of that, none of that affects me. I don't let what other people's insecurities are be projected on me. And even if it is projected on you, it's up to you whether or not you decide to take those feelings on. You don't have to let anyone else's opinions of anything affect you. And right. it starts with like, I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear. I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I'm so confident in myself and I'm proud of myself and I like who I am. I like the way I treat people. And if someone decides to treat me differently, that is totally a them situation. And I hope that they grow and get better and get the confidence, you know? Ugh, said like a, a true nice girl. And um, and I just, you're very secure. And I think it was just a great example for not only me and <laughs> the other women on the show. I mean, you all had a, a, a security about yourselves and self-esteem that I lacked at your age. But um, I just, and that's what I keep hearing over and over is how great the women were on this show and how you guys weren't pitted against each other and how that's so refreshing. So thanks for nice. leading the charge with that because you were truly someone on the show that always just seemed so comfortable. I, I even said it the first day I was so nervous in the first elimination. And CJ, every time, in every elimination really, because they were so tense and the girls would walk out. I'd go, CJ, Sarah, and Nikia, and they'd walk out. And CJ, you just always had this like confidence and this like, I'm just here having fun. Like, I don't know. You just, you really, I'm going to miss you for second season. And I hope oh. we find a way to to sneak you back in because you really made me feel a lot of like very comfortable. And I just loved having a vegan sister on set and, no. and, and just trying to sneak in all of those lines. You knew they'd cut around because they really, they really did. They did. Well, we got them in today. Thank you so much, CJ. Uh, we will be in touch. You were a great guest, and I, I hope to see you on the show again. And please look at my road dates. If you are ever in any of the cities I am in, I would love for you to come be on stage with me. You're doing the circular stage this week, no? In, uh, I was supposed to do that, but I'm not I'm not in town. I canceled my gig. But I have like a bunch of theaters that I'm doing. So if you ever want to drop by, you have an open invite, as do uh, the other girls. So, so let Sarah know too. And tell Sarah hello, and we will be in touch with her shortly as well. All right. Bye, girl. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. Let's talk to Josh. Bring him on. Nice guy. There he is. Hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Josh. Hey, how we doing? Do you remember Andrew? I do. It's good to see you. Where are you right now, Josh? I'm uh, I'm at my home in in, in Chicago right now. All and right, you you just got back from LA, right? Got back from LA. I'm still still recovering. That is for sure. Oh my god, I want to talk to you about it because you went to LA for like the premiere party where all the a lot of f boys and nice guys got together. Who was we all there? We get along from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was honestly like the whole the whole cast of characters. I mean, you had um, Colin, Greg, Mark. Um, I think it was Israel because it was it was um, Divish and Nando's birthdays. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so they gave us an opportunity to like come together and really be able to like hey, because a lot of times that was that, that was the first time we've been back as a collective group since the show adjourned back in when we stopped filming April. Like, yeah. Like, 
Now, yeah. who have you developed? Who did you have the best friendship with? Uh, you know, after the show, like who do you, who do you think you're going to be lifelong friends with, if anyone? So I think like so definitely like Greg. Greg is that's my that's my dog. Yes. Uh, Jamie, um, super cool with Peter Park as well. Yeah. Uh, and Garrett, Garrett as well. I know he's you know public enemy number one. But we were all him, 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 Greg and myself. You know, we all roomed together. So so we were okay. We had like we had a relationship while we were on the show. What was it like rooming with those guys? You guys were all at the cottages um, together, and you never, you know, you, you didn't say goodbye to you until the last episode. So you were never at the um, good guy grotto or the right. castle. So you were always in those cottages. What was it like going to bed at night in those bunk beds with like Your what had happened throughout the day? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we'll we'll start with physical comfort, and you know, I'm six two, um, the two twenty, and my <laughs> were, were brag. you know they were they were hanging <laughs> just a little bit, um, <laughs> they were hanging off a bit. You know, it was it was a lot of it was not the most comfortable setup, but I think that was like that was part of it. It's, it's definitely an exercise in mental fortitude. Um, but I mean, with as far as like Garrett and Greg, there were so many guys on there that were backstabbing and that were talking shit about each other and were snitching on each other and just had no respect for the game at all. Like I mean, mm-hmm. it was like so it was nice to be in a in a situation where you know guys could operate with a with a certain code and and even even though Garrett and I were going after the same girl, like we were still able to like you know at least be gentlemen about it. That's what I was shocked by. I was thinking about it today about Garrett, and I go, "Gosh, Garrett." to me, didn't seem to have many enemies on the show itself, aside from, like, it was, like, Garrett against, like, public opinion, but it was never, and I was thinking, wait, Josh and him never seemed to not get along, and they were the ones that were, in the end, on both sides of Sarah at the mansplain, and it's like, so how did you, was that uh, intentional for you to not pit yourself against anyone and, and to not have some drama that, you know, you didn't need to have. Did you try to avoid it? I mean, you had a little uh, tiff with Chris, but that felt like more his deal than yours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Nikki. One thing about me is I'm gonna stay out of the way. You know, I, I don't, I don't try to start anything with anybody necessarily. But uh, I'm also not the one that anybody wants smoke with. So if somebody brings <laughs> it to me, I'm very happy to settle it. And that was what happened with Chris, where I was just like, look, man, I've been, I've been cool with everybody. You know, like there, I haven't had any struggles with anybody. I haven't talked bad about anybody. Uh, but he he brought the drama to me, and so I was ready to you know I was ready to put my hands on. Him. Oh my so, god, that was so <laughs> you in a nice guy way though. Yeah, no, no it was gonna be. In a, <laughs> I was scared for him. That was one of my most uncomfortable moments, but like a good moment because it it happened during a douche tank. Which Josh, you were one of the first ones to grab on to my pronunciation of douche tank and make me feel uh-huh. safe. In yeah, you were like. You were really in from the get-go. It was a douche tank. But during douche tank, Chris is sitting there with a bucket over his head about to get water poured on him and, you know, says this apology to you and says, uh, you know, because he said something about you saying it was a bitch move, which he was just, you know, talking off the top of his head is what he said. And he goes, where where I come from, we just talk that way. And what was your response? I was like, where I'm from, people get knocked the fuck out for saying stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I know people from New York. Like, I have people from New York. I'm, I'm certain that they were. I mean, hell, there were people from New York on the show. Like, and we was like, nah, that's not, that's not how yeah. it And I now, remember, That's like, like Como saying he's Italian and he could get away with it. No, it's just a New York thing to call you a little yes. bitch. It's a New York. That's I know. New, what are you you're acting he's gaslighting you. Um uh, was Chris at the the reunion that you guys all had? 
was. We we squashed it in in person. Uh, I'm not one that necessarily holds on to grudges, but I also believe what people say. When people are mad, they say what they mean. They they've had they've had that shit like bubbling up. They're, they've been yeah. it off, and they just had an opportunity to do so. So that's why I was just like, you know, f that apology. Like I don't really I don't really care about that. It but also then you eventually accepted it. You accepted his apology. I just kind of let it, left it at that. Why, why that that kind of bummed me out, honestly, Josh? Because you are a nice guy, and you just seem like level headed and 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 take people at their word. Did you just not feel like his apology was sincere? Because I felt it was, and then when you said no, I'm I'm good. I don't want to like accept. What what was that for you? Like why? So for me, for me, um, I think there were some guys who were you know who could have been like playing the game and who have been playing it up for for cameras and everything. I'm a pretty authentic dude, you know. I, I think that the way that I live my life, you know, has a certain appeal to it. But I'm gonna be me at the end of the day, and like mm-hmm. that it is. So cameras are not. And I said this, it did, I knew it was going to get cut, but I told him, I was like, these cameras ain't going to save you, bro. Like, it's not, this is not going to, I don't care about any of this. Like, this yeah. is not, it's nothing. You disrespected me on like a man-to-man level. So he came to me off camera and was basically saying, like, wanting to apologize. And I was like, no, nah, bro, the, the the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect was. Like, you call me a bitch on national TV, like, you going to apologize on national TV. You gonna Okay. So that, that makes was, sense. Yeah. So that was really where it, where it came from. All right. That makes, that actually makes sense to me. Um, I wanted to also ask you about, you don't seem like someone who would end up on a reality show. You seem like someone who would probably go, that's not for me. And I, I think a lot of people listening to our show would say the same thing about themselves. I would never go on a show like that. Uh, speak to those people. What, what, what made you do this? And would you do it again, knowing what you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm somebody who's who's open to experience. You know, I I travel a lot. I I try to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone. And so when this opportunity came up, you know, this isn't the, the first time that I've been reached out to by a you know reality uh, TV franchise. And so, but I had not. This was the most intriguing opportunity, and I feel like I was in like the right the right place in my life to be able to like take advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was cool, man. I definitely thought it was Firefest when I signed up. Not gonna lie. <laughs> the food, the it's food was F-Fest. similar. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, when, when the we beds got- were better at Firefest. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. They were actually the entire body. Um, but when I got there, and I said this on, uh, sorry for the shameless plug, but I said this when I spoke when I was on on my back podcast, the Travel Guides. I was yeah, about- Travel Guides, G U Y D E S is Josh's yeah. podcast about. Tra- your okay. travels various different different destinations you know different travel hacks how to travel for cheap you know and just nice. like really expanding your horizons but we're like having fun at the same time um but i was talking about the show on there and i was saying when we showed up it's just a meat market like it's just like it's almost as if people were cast to look exactly the same like with you know with with some with some degree of diversity in there so i think to answer your question like yeah i would definitely do it again like it was cool we developed a lot of like it's a unique experience. Like it's definitely a mind fuck. Like they put you in like this this environment, this ecosystem where things are being controlled, and you're just like you know a pawn in it. But you know you create lifelong friendships and and got a got an experience that most people don't get to have. Yeah, a lot of people didn't. Uh, well, uh, no one beside besides us who were there know this. But when when Greg was eliminated, people were sobbing like you guys were all uh, a wreck everyone on the show and and they kind of cut around it but 
that was what I was really moved by was not just like the Casey and Garrett bromance that we saw, but uh, there were a lot of really deep friendships that formed on this show between the guys being in such close quarters, not having your phones, not being able to being talk to your friends. Being in quarantine for two weeks. Being in quarantine where you guys were all in your individual rooms, but your balconies kind of connected and that's the only place you could go. And so you all like uh, developed a friendship kind of b- before during quarantine. Did you get to know each other? So I think other guys did as well. I, I kind of got screwed in the whole like room selection oh. situation. <laughs> like I was up in the corner, but I was, I was next to Colin and um, and New Jared was down on the was down there. So, I mean, but to your point, like, yeah, it was all good. Like we were developing friendships. I mean, we're, you know, playing catch, not supposed to like you're, you know, you're yeah. doing whatever you can to have some type of human interaction because you're in a you know, 10 by 10 space for two and a half weeks. Like you're just trying not to go crazy at the end of the day. I can't believe you guys, because uh, I brought Andrew with me because I knew that it was going to be really, I couldn't have done it alone. And especially with not knowing what you were about to get involved in, because you guys didn't really know what the show was going to be. I remember when those three girls came out, you guys were like, that's it? Like you, there was a lot of, <laughs> I think a lot of you thought it was going to be like uh, just as much of a meat market as you had seen on your end of things uh, yeah. when you were in quarantine, seeing all these guys, you're like, there must be an equal amount of girls. What would you say to someone about to go on a reality show that maybe you wouldn't have known going in uh, a piece of advice? So I do want to say I was, I was prepared for either scenario because in the worst of scenarios, I thought it was 50 guys and five girls. <laughs> and I was like, cause I was trying to do the <laughs> When we came in, I was like, oh, and there was another bus with all these people that came in. I was like, yeah. there's thousands and fifty dudes on here. I didn't know that those dudes were cast as well, but our were a crew as well. Um, right. A piece of advice. Well, there were some F boys on the crew too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for, for for folk that are going thinking about going onto a reality show, I I would just honestly, I think the best piece of advice is just to like be open to the experience. Like if you give yourself to the experience and like um, the people who fought it. I think were people who, you know, who didn't make it far or who didn't make it on the show. And I think, you know, you know what I mean by that. And so, um, but I think- I don't. Oh, there were some other cast members that did that we don't know anything about. Oh, right, right, right. Well, you know, you don't know what's going to happen on the island. Someone might test positive for COVID. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Someone might get sick. And they had, you know, uh, replacements just in case that happened. And, and, And some people- actually had to be replaced that were supposed to be main cast members because um, they just, they got too big for their britches too early and were too demanding. And it's like, you got to understand, like you're in for a ride and you signed up for not knowing where this is going to go. And and you have to trust and, and just, I think you really have to know yourself to do a reality show and be okay with the worst sides of yourself coming out because they will come out. Like Josh, did you find watching back on the show uh, that you saw a side of yourself that you go, oh, I wish I would have like held that in. Was there any moment that made you go, oh, I didn't know I talked like that or looked like that or said that, or were you pretty like, oh, this this is me? It was kind of the kind of the opposite. I think the I think the biggest thing for me, like just speaking candidly, I think a lot of like my personality, like the 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 fun and exciting and you know that like the the daring part of my my personality was kind of like cut out, which I understood from like a, from a storyline perspective and kind of like you know what what the overall narrative was but i think that anybody who has already been following me on on socials or who i know in real life like they know they're like i've gotten several messages they're like well when are they gonna show they're like what is this and so i was like i i understand that um but i think to your point like with the with the piece of advice i think like a lot of guys came on there and they knew 
who they were going to be on the show. Right. And when I showed up, I was just like, okay, I'm going to see the environment and then I will adapt to their. Okay. When I saw the three girls, it was like, okay, I talked to Sarah, talked to Nakia, talked to CJ, like got a feel for how they were like, I'm somebody who can, who can flex to whatever situation I'm in. Were you really, uh, are you, uh, Let's talk about Sarah for a second because you did just post on your Instagram story a selfie of you and Sarah. I'm guessing yeah. it was in LA. Yeah. Um, you just saw her. What What's going on there? Um, I mean, that was honestly the first time we had talked on the phone and and whatnot, like since the show had aired. Um, but that was did the you first talk time. before then? Yeah, we had we had talked before then. Okay. But, okay. Uh, this was the first time that we had seen each other in person since since the since the show. I missed her once when we were both in Chicago, like shortly after, and then we missed each other another place too. But so we were able to like actually like talk and, and it was a little bit meteor of a conversation just knowing that the show had already gone, had, it, like all the episodes had aired, we had seen how it was going. And I think like when you're playing it back, you can, you, you it puts you back on the island. You know, yes. it puts you back in the, in the scenario. So you're thinking like, okay, this is what was actually happening, especially knowing that we had, you know, hundreds of hours of footage that like got condensed down and so um i think there was there was definitely some conversation going on but it was good to see her you know i i, I have nothing but, but but love for sarah and you know i wish her wish her the best is there uh any chance that that flame will spark up again you know i mean you never know we'll see we'll see yeah. i think we tried to be in the same in the same spot a little bit more but uh, i will say there were there were several responses to that to that picture that i that i put up where i people- bet Hopefully, I freaked out today. Stay away. Like it was. It was definitely a lot of a lot of balance there. Right now, d- have you forgiven her for choosing Garrett over you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't doubt her, her ability to choose, and you know, the hard wants with the hard wants. All I can do do is be me at the end of the day, and like it was her choice. So if I wasn't, if I wasn't suitable to her choice, then like so be it. Um, you know, there's someone out for me. I think what and I don't know if you remember, but when we were after I had been eliminated and you were asking like, you know, what do you, what do you think? I was like, you know, I'll be all right. You know, I got, I got a lot going for myself. You know, I'm handsome as hell. And you know, I'll, I'll be <laughs> hey, okay. You're 6'2", like, 220. I mean, you're going to be good, man. I mean, you know, so we, we heard your abs are popping through more than ever. Yeah. From Sarah. <laughs> you got a nice smile. I like how you, she was asking you your favorite, like your favorite physical attributes. You guys both asked that. I thought it was an interesting question because people don't often get to like say that about themselves and, and you said I got a great smile and my and my abs. And she, she cut just, you off. She, just she like, cut her. She cut him off though. He was going to say another great thing about himself. I mean, he could have kept going, but I like that she just skipped my over the smile. My delts are good. Yeah. My shoulders are solid. <laughs> my calves are lean. You got to work on your temple. You know, so so so. You're yeah. You are such a humble, sweet guy, and everyone loved you. I have to say, from you know, everyone on the show, like all the crew. Everyone had a great, great interactions with you. You were kind to everyone. Um, you were always just, I was never scared about, th- there was a certain part of me that was scared of the anger from certain guys if they got eliminated or if things in the show changed in a way that they didn't want. Like when I, the double elimination, when I had to kick Casey off, I was so scared he was going to like yell at me or something. Like I was, I was not uh, as confident as some people might've thought. And I never worried that about that with you because you just, like you said, you're going to be fine either way. And you just, I thought in the, in the moment where uh welcome tried to like throw you under the uh, bus perfect. about having notes in your hat. And I, I instantly was like, who cares if he had notes? He sh- Honestly, it's, it's benefit. Everyone should have notes in their hat. It's like, 
Yeah, but, I thought that was a good move. Yeah, when that's your least, that's your worst quality, you'll be okay in life, you know? Why are you single, though, Josh? What? Why are you... Um... Also, he probably has, you know, new J- or OG Jared, 1,500 DMs. I would argue that Josh... Probably has more DMs than OG Jared oh, by OG far. OG Jared is I, <laughs> not even close. I and mean, look at him being modest. His DMs are going wild. You could tell. Oh, there! I when I put out the the question of what do you guys want to know about F Boy Island, so many people were like, "How do I get in touch with Josh? Yeah. How do I? Well, what's going on with Josh? Um, yeah, it's almost better to lose, favorite. man. I'm telling you. I know. I I think so. I would love to be the biggest loser on a show like that. It would be the best thing. Oh, ever. I, well, I'm not saying you're the big. Um, you know. You're you're six two. You're not. I appreciate that. No, you. Why are you single though, Josh? Why uh, is a guy like you that knows what he wants? Uh, you know, successful man, great smile, abs, yada yada yada. Um, why are you single? Um. Well, first, thank you for the comments. I I do appreciate that, and I enjoyed everybody else who was on that, who was on the cast and crew also. So it was very, very genuine and, and reciprocal there. Good. Um, I will say, you know, I think. I'm some. I mean, again, not that it came, it didn't come through on the show necessarily, but I'm someone who keeps it moving. I enjoy an adventurous life. I will drop every guy. I enjoy a certain level of stability, but on the other hand, I will sell all this shit and move to South Africa tomorrow. So, like, <laughs> I think that there's like, uh, there's a there's a variance there that uh, throws a lot of people to be all the way honest. And so, I'm not somebody who believes that you should have to settle down. I'm looking for somebody who will settle up to me, and we can like just roll together, you know um and so i think that that's you know it, it gets into i think that's that in short that is the reason i just have not seen a person who has like you know who wants that the, those same things well uh, i think now i'll go to south ever, africa with you tomorrow yeah. bro like you're you, you, <laughs> i love your beard too bro. You make uh, it, get in there <laughs> yeah in you there. shaved yours I did. I can't wait to get that thing off my face, man. <laughs> For continuity purpose, I'm, I switch it up. Like, it just depends on what it is. And I, when I filmed the, we got halfway through, I was like, man, I need to shave. They were like, no, 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 you can't. You have to keep yeah. that next five weeks of your life. And I was like, I know you. This is I know. That was wild because all the interstitials, you know, all the interview pieces, you guys would have to change back into that same oh, outfit yeah. to do those interviews, right? Because they got to keep it the same. I haven't been able to wear it since. Like I've like I've retired it. I'm, I'm thinking. Oh about, yeah, like, I'm sure putting that on was like just such a drag every day. It's like getting dressed in the clothes that after a hookup that you find on the floor and you gotta like dress like a like in I'm a tight little skirt <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the morning and you're just like ugh. Um, so like and then you're just taking it off and putting it back on there, just giving it a little air dry. It's very, it's not it's not the best. Yeah, the, there's a lot of like little secrets to the, these shows that I realize that you once you see it you're like oh yeah of course because the this this moment where they're all you cut to them sitting in a chair talking about the the moment you're watching where you have to phrase everything like so when sarah and i are so sarah and i are in this cave or like how do you have to phrase it you have to say like you, like you're there yeah it's like they're like sarah and i are talking about something like and Sarah's looking really good right now. And everything just, has to be like you're right, there, like you're in the moment. It's it's hard to like. Do right. you do you still find yourself narrating your life that way? I will say it made me a much better speaker. Like just yeah. being cognizant of it and understanding that like you want to get this on the first take and like be able to go. This was honestly like a wild. Like I learned so much from from you and from like all the cast and crew, just in terms of like how to make a show and yeah. everything goes into it. And so I've basically been ruined to where like well i can't watch tv without having like a critical eye be like i know what they're trying to do right there like i i, I get i get the game now. 
you're absolutely right. It's uh, it does ruin TV and movies for you a little <laughs> bit. But it, 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 you know what? I I found that I thought it was going to ruin reality TV for me, and I could never watch it the same way. And now. It, it didn't, thank God, because I do love reality TV and I love people like yourself who are open themselves up to, you know, not knowing what the hell this is going to be and, and walking away from your life. And like you said, you're an adventurous guy, which I want to talk about. You have a podcast about traveling called Travel Guides, G-U-I-D-E-S. Yeah. Um, wh- what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a brand marketer by day, but I'm a serial entrepreneur, so... The, so you can just travel. That's uh, right. I'm 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 gonna finesse something. I'm gonna make it work. You know, like that's just kind of how I've always lived my life. Uh, I'm a weekend warrior, so I'm I'm good for, uh, you know, jumping down to Belize or Costa Rica for like five, four or five days and coming right back and and just like picking up seamlessly. Okay, well, tell us uh, one place we all need to go before we die, and also. I want a, a good travel. T- I'm someone who travels every weekend for work, and I want to. I want to know a good travel tip, especially international travel, because it really intimidates me. Customs. I always feel like I'm somehow smuggling heroin, and I. I, I get. I get so nervous that I don't. Who knows? I. I, I could. There's been a lot of things up there Maybe before. Stop bringing heroin. Yeah, that's <laughs> that a good could point. start. Would well, that could be a good? One. Well, I had to smuggle sex toys into into the Caymans uh, <laughs> unknowingly. Your, I didn't heroin. know that was uh, a band there. Weren't you, Linda, weren't you sharing? Yeah, I was sharing. I gave I gave them out. I was washing them <laughs> off and doling them out. I still I want them back too. Uh, but yeah, tell us where to go and um, a travel tip maybe that we wouldn't know about. I would say, um, one, every Thanksgiving, I do like a big group trip. I'm trying to figure out what it's going to be this year. I'm leaning towards Peru and the Galapagos Islands. But one year we did Israel, Palestine, Egypt, and Paris. And the um, the Palestine-Israel piece was wildly interesting because from like a biblical perspective and also from like a current events standpoint, like you actually understand everything that's going on and, and the history of it. Um, I will say that Beyond that, Egypt was is was a place I've been waiting to go for forever to see like the Sphinx and the pyramids and and all of that in person. King Tut's tomb, um, it was it was very dope. Uh, so I would say Egypt is probably where people need to go just to understand like the origin of civilization and everything. Yeah, uh, I would say a is the pyramid big enough in person. Yeah, it's crazy. Like when you and then you think about them not being able to do it with modern technology is like yeah. nuts. You can it's go- not like Mount Rushmore where you go this. Yeah, yeah. I just always yeah. Okay, and then travel tip. Travel tip: Everybody needs global entry, bro. Go global. Ah, yeah. And TSA. He doesn't even have TSA pre. This guy. Yeah, you're wild. It's the it's the best hundred dollars you will spend. Okay, so global entry. That's gonna. You're absolutely right. That line is oh, never has anyone in it. It's the clear of international travel. Okay. And I'm gonna do it. More VIP when you're when you're traveling and when you're coming back in. But if you yeah. don't, mobile passport is another good app to have where you can like skip the line as well. Well, these are great tips, and um, for more of those and more of Josh McDonald, check out his podcast, Travel Guides, G-U-I-D-E-S. I'm guessing you can find it anywhere uh, on any podcast app. And where? what is your um, – I always just type in Josh, and then your thing comes up, but it's not your name. What's your Instagram handle so people can follow uh, you and DM you? Yeah, so I definitely would be um, – I can you, – you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at GQ50, uh, on TikTok at Josh GQ50. And I just joined Cameo, which is like a whole new new yeah. thing. 
generous. I don't know if you're already on there, but it's I like, am on there. My price is a thousand dollars because I just didn't want to do them anymore because I they were just coming in too hot and I got overwhelmed. And now people think I, I think I'm too cool, but it's like mm-hmm. I, I just know no one would pay that, so I just want to break. But yeah, you're on Cameo now too. It is very, it is very interesting. All, a lot of the guys are on there, and so when they were talking about it, I was like, okay, like we'll we'll see what's going on. Some of them are eating, but I was like, but I'm I'm new, and I've gotten uh, it. It took off pretty quickly. So, Josh, we're about to interview Garrett. Tell me one thing. Why? What? I like Garrett too, and I have to constantly defend that I like him and that he's someone that I would like to have be friends with, even knowing that he what he's done. Uh, what's something? Why do you like Garrett? Because now I feel validated that someone like you also likes him. I will get. I'm, I'm going to keep it a thousand with you. This is how, this is how this is how I feel about about Garrett. I feel like Garrett has a a way that he wants to be perceived, and I think that he puts that out into the world. I also, and I think that that's what a lot of people get. Um, and he is like boisterous. A lot of a lot of times, you know, we are kind of two sides of the same coin. Just We just go about it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that well, he's, a, he's, a, he's a really nice guy when you, get to, when you get to know him. And guys interact with guys differently than guys interact with girls. So, like, that's just that I'm seeing a different side of him. Um, you asked earlier why we were able to, like, get along on the show. Because yeah. he, kept, he kept fucking up. So, like, I didn't have to I, – I didn't have to talk <laughs> – Bad about him, you know, and then but then he had a, a historic comeback at the end, you know, obviously. So yes, that was why I was like, he can't. I, I didn't need to kick him while he was. I down. think he benefited from having the last date. I think whatever the last thing is, you kind of go. That's Casey had the last date. Yeah, that's a good. I don't know. I, I I think that there was something about that. But uh, Josh, thank you so much. We got to interview Garrett now, and and we don't want to keep him waiting. I'm terrified of him. Uh, but uh, you were amazing. Uh, we'll I'll I'll see you soon, hopefully. And uh, thanks for just really representing the nice guys on the show in, in such a a real authentic way. You're 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 a real dude. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in uh, in November. Yes, yeah, see you then. All right, <laughs> bye, Josh. Later, Josh. Thanks, Andrew. All right, we're going to take a break and be right back with Garrett. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Garrett, good to see you. Gary. What's up, Nikki? How's Garrett. it going? Garrett. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Man, you're our, our headliner guest for good reason. You are iconic, uh, controversial. I mean, uh, people either love you or hate you or both. And um, I just want to ask you, following the finale of F-Boy Island, how are you? And um, uh, are you are you, are you okay? Are you talking to people? Are you like you know specialists? Are you processing your feelings? Because you're you're get you're getting a lot of hate, and whether it's deserved or not, like that's a lot to take on. I'm guessing like people are probably being mean to you. Uh yeah, you know, I think the first 
Well, <clears throat> that Thursday when we had the last drop, my parents yeah. already watched everything. And I didn't because Casey was over at my place. So I watched the first two episodes of that last drop. And my dad calls and he's like, yeah, Garrett, you know, not a good look, man. Not a good look. So and that's whenever we went. <laughs> that's whenever we went to like Divish. She had like a birthday party. Yeah. So at the birthday party, my dad's calling me. <clears throat> I'm talking to him while I'm there. And then all of a sudden I was like just streamline after streamline after streamline DMs from like, again, all of like the uh, little trolls out there. And that's when I was like, oh shit. So I left the party and actually came home to watch it. Yeah. And I think the it was like that first day of watching it where I was just like, ah, oh, shit. Like definitely, definitely didn't look that, didn't get the best cut on that one. Um, but- <laughs> Tell me though, <laughs> what, what did you think was, what, what did you, between the end of April when we shot that last episode and and it airing last Thursday, the finale, because that's the one that really sealed the deal for you. Were you worried about anything? Were you kind of preparing for like, you know, hunkering down, taping up the windows, ready for the hurricane of uh, hate that was going to come your way? Because you knew what you did. Yeah, I, mean, I knew what I did, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. You know, I kind of was like, all right, cool. Like, again, I was like, all right, you know, it's a competition dating show. The whole thing was you have to hide that you're an F-boy. It was very clear from the start what I was. I mean, yeah. the first thing Claire said to me is whenever I initially went and talked to her and I had that first, like, date in a little, like, club VIP area, I mean, she literally was like, I mean, you're wearing ripped jeans. You look like a fuckboy. And I yeah. was like, all right. So, I mean, I was kind of outed off, off rip. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely wasn't really – prepared for the hate i would say more or less i was like all right cool like i won the show i did what i did god i think i did more work in therapy on the response that garrett would uh go through once because i was honestly worried about you because i i go this is a guy that does not you know i i always liked you and i i even advised sarah that i think she should pick you because i believed that you really liked her and I think you actually did. I don't think that was bullshit. I think you just, in the end, wanted to play the game and chose the game over a girl. But were your feelings real for her? Absolutely. I mean, I was just with uh, Sarah not too long ago. So Wait, what? You know, Wait. Oh, yeah. The TMZ article came out this morning at 8 a.m. We got, we got bombarded uh, at Air One yesterday with Greg, actually. Wait, you, Sarah, and Greg went to Air One together? Yeah. <laughs> and... Yeah. Wait a second. What? Well, uh, that's a that's a, like a high end grocery store for those of okay. you who don't know in LA. Um, are you and Sarah like talking? Uh, what's going on? Uh, we're definitely trying to hash out some things. Uh, Has she forgiven for sure. you? Did you apologize? Like, what uh, was the fallout? What What happened after you left the island? We'll get to right currently and TMZ. <laughs> what happened when you left the island? We want to know because I remember leaving that night the villa after you were. Uh, after you chose the money over Sarah. And by the way, how, okay, I'm gonna, I have a lot of questions. First off, <laughs> how, watching it last night, Garrett, I had just, I had to fast forward through it because it was so awkward for me because I knew what was gonna happen. How did you give that monologue about wanting to kiss her in the morning and eat cold pizza? How, I knew, I know that that was sincere. Like, did you just have to like, knowing what because you knew what you were about to do how did how did you do that how were you able to be so sincere and and say that to a girl and then know that you were just about to like really devastate her and did you think that it was going (laughs) to devastate her or did you think she was going to understand like what was going through your mind 
All right. So obviously, you know, you have, we had that last date, that 24 hour mega date. Yeah. And, and that was like you the killed first it time. on that. Yeah. That was the first time that like from that date and then like spending the night, we got to talk in bed, like off camera, um, pretty thoroughly and pretty, pretty, I like really in depth. I mean, we were up till like, I think like 5am that day. Mm. Um, so that's whenever we started talking about like, I don't know, just like, just shooting the shit, like just normal stuff. Like, you know, stuff just like, you know, again, we were talking about like, all right, like, just, like cold pizza, like all this like random stuff. So that last speech was like kind of all subliminal messages because that was all off camera. So she No, I had a feeling about. those were things you had talked about and in inside jokes yeah. because she was sitting there going like, she was smiling and like yeah. almost getting like emotional. Like, oh, this guy's referencing these little things we talked about. I, I knew that. Okay, so how could you take those and then flip keep going walk me through okay it. so you know we have you know probably like a, a day i don't know like 12 hours before we have you know the finale and everything like that and i think the biggest thing for me at that moment was the fact that like i'm not good at like it was like the entire time in the doghouse and then you know i get this amazing day with her and then i'm also not good at sharing someone so i think for me i was just sitting there and i was like okay well like do i want to you know try to like fake some relationship after and in all my interviews i was even saying i was like you know if i get picked like you know i'm gonna take the money and then i'm gonna give her 60 40 because i left there 60 40 still fuck boy but you know all right yeah yeah so I was like, all right i'll give her 60 percent. i'll take 40 and then she can take me on a date and we can see if things you know actually like really spark you know outside of the show mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that opportunity obviously didn't happen um but i think in that moment it, for me it was like man like kissing like another person and hooking up with another person and then like just it was just so much confusion in my head and i was like do i really want to leave here and be like og jared and be like oh yeah i'm in love with you um so at the time uh, i think it was more or less just like i don't want to try to fake something when i don't know if this is real or not all right i mean that's a good that, answer to me that that's I've, real good yeah i mean i and i felt the same way you know i, I hate on these shows when people are forced into proposals when it's just really like all i want you to say is like you like each other and you're willing to give this a shot that it doesn't have to be this like love thing and the fireworks and everything like it, agreeing to date someone off of a show is, is big enough for me but i think you're right like she she's these girls both spent the night with guy i mean uh nakia made what's his name sleep on uh nando sleep on the cot but uh you know sarah and cj both spent you know intimate moments in bed we don't really know what happened but you know she's in a bed with another guy the night before you and then you're supposed to just go all in on her and yes that's the name of the game and she's she's we don't need to be like oh what a slut or it's like slut shaming that's like the way you play the game but that i think that's smart to not want to go all in i guess were, what was that first conversation with Sarah like after the elimination? And who reached out to who? How did that go down? Okay. Um, actually, later that day, so <laughs> I had multiple phones. Uh, three phones, actually. We um, knew so you had I, three phones. You Where are you liar. keeping these phones? We, that was, phone gate was a whole other yeah, side of the show gate, that yeah, didn't come out. Yeah. When everyone was like, Garrett's got a phone. There's, they're talking, they're texting at night. And they were, they searched your cabin like, you know, it was a jail cell. They're looking for, yeah. you know, contraband. But they could not find yeah. your damn phone. Where did you hide those phones? Uh, so in, Ramboa, in one of Jared's so scarves? <laughs> no one wanted to touch those. <laughs> they were pretty sweaty. Yeah, so I wrapped I wrapped it up in Jared's scarf, and then there's these little like 
pockets in the remote suitcases that you can like like rip down and i put them in there uh and then i had another one that was hidden somewhere else i actually got one of my phones confiscated but i never used my phone when i was there it was actually just uh i would just give it to my boys uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) casey or other people when they needed to uh you know rub one out in the bathroom um (laughs) (laughs) they love technology yeah was the phone even on (laughs) <laughs> just the idea but, uh, of like holding a phone again made them yeah, hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally how I mean, did you so, feel when garrett oh sorry 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 when casey oh uh, yeah no i was just gonna say so after that like after the finale after everything like that you know we had a couple of days in the cayman islands just to kind of like chill out um and i dm sarah because we kind of like all got our phones back and then yeah. later that night i actually snuck out because they were staying at the moritz that night which is yeah. like you know i don't know couple hundred yards down so i snuck out and like i like went and we had like a full-blown conversation uh that night so um, and then everyone was trying to find me from production and i was like hiding underneath the bed and they all came in the room like full-blown like all right we got to kick everyone out they kicked out casey out of cj's room and jared so casey and jared were still going for cj after everything (laughs) and it was the weirdest thing ever yo jared was throwing rocks at cj's window Wait, wait, and wait. You were okay, under so the bed? after the elimination, wait, I, the I didn't yeah. hear any of this. After the elimination, you guys are in the Caymans for a couple more days. Just you get back your phones. Wait, so she she let Casey go. We saw there was still some sparks there. Uh, Jared comes and is throwing rocks. How did this all walk me through this? So I DM Sarah. And I was like, yo, me and Casey are to come over and they get CJ there. And she was like, yeah, but like new Jared is, you know, like trying to come over to CJ's right now. And mind you, like they were both, C- Casey and Jared were trashed at this point. So they were both drunk, like walking on the sand, like trying to get through, feet getting wet. I mean, there's production everywhere. So it was like full blown, like, I remind me of like a little kid and we were like going to egg houses and stuff like that. It's fun. Yeah, it was like Devil's Night all over again. So like, you know, we were like sneaking in and out. We saw the vans everywhere. We snuck up to the rooms. We asked what rooms they were in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she opened the door. I went in. And then uh, because Jerry was throwing rocks outside, like, <laughs> an idiot. Like, obviously, obviously production. He's got a good hear. arm, too. Yeah, he's good arm. <laughs> it's like, Joey, honestly, at one point he was throwing rocks so hard. I think he was hitting the wrong window at one point. And then he was throwing like, Sarah's room. We come outside and like, bro, what are you doing? And we just look out and there's this dude behind it, like a tree, just like, like, like super creepy. And we're like. Then he smiles and starts chuckling, and you can see his bright smile. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, bro, like, come up here. Meanwhile, he comes up to CJ's, and Casey is in CJ's room at this oh. time. But they had, like, beef. Like, there was just so much stuff that Did was Did they going. almost throw down or no? Uh, I mean, there were some words that were exchanged, and they were both <laughs> drunk, too. And they were both more or less, like, like just looking at CJ, like, like bro, like, <laughs> what's going on here? Pick one of us again. It's a elimination yeah. all over again. Yeah. Oh my god! And then you're hiding under the bed. You who knew there was a show after yeah. the show? I didn't even know this. So production yeah. leaves. You come out from under the bed, and you wait. Guys so make they didn't up. catch you. They were in the room, and you're under the bed. Yes. Yeah, so there's three people that came in. I'm not going to list the names, but they came in and they looked everywhere. They were like literally opening up like dressers and stuff like that. They didn't right. check on the bed. And then they <laughs> what? like, all right, let's go. You're such a big guy too. Like, that, <laughs> Yeah, like, your feet are like sticking out under it. And they're yeah. like, oh no, that's probably just a mannequin under there. That's a- <laughs> oh my God. Okay, yeah. so you... So you and Sarah patched things up, and um, and she forgave you that night. Like she she heard you out and and understood where you came from. 
Yeah, I mean, she heard me out at least right. enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> it, it was. I th- I think that she handled it. I think we were watching last night and both agreed this all went the best it could for everyone. I think that yeah, uh, like if Sarah would have chosen Josh, she wasn't ready for that kind of relationship with Josh. It wasn't about people keep asking me why would she choose like why would you choose an f boy when he says he's an f boy because that is true. Garrett, you you were always an f boy. Like you kind of you were at least. I almost say that the F boys I trust more than the nice guys. Yeah, not, there's an honesty to Not it. the way yeah. they portrayed themselves to the girls because you guys had to lie to the girls. It was kind of like part of the game. But yeah. um, the way that you were even admitting on camera that you were an F boy, I was like, honestly, that's I trust them more than I do the nice guys. What proof do we have from the nice guys? I need to see some evidence of what makes them a nice guy. And, and, and I wanted to even, I mean, next time around, I want to contact their exes. And like really do our research to make sure. I talk, speaking of exes, why did you not delete that <laughs> yeah, those yeah. images on your Instagram of you and your ex four weeks or something before coming on the show? And it wasn't like normal photo. It was like you, yeah, like you a got a video drone shot like of Tulum. you and and your ex girlfriend's like ass embrace. Like it was, it was. Why would you not delete those? Um. So. If you look, if you look at my feed, uh, just in general, like the la- I have a couple other girls that are on my feed as well. And I think for me, the biggest thing when it comes down to that, like I'm not the type of person who's in a relationship who's going to be like, you know, insecure that some girl was with some guy, and also like, you know, they're they're pretty cool photos. Not going to lie. And yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest thing though is like, why would I erase? certain memories and moments of my time that were special to me for someone else's satisfaction. They were four <laughs> weeks before you came on a show where you were looking for love, where you had to lie and say you're an F boy. What about that? Yeah. But you know, I mean, we ended things and that's kind of how it went. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what, what's going on with your dating life? I have now, nothing Gary? to hide. What's up? I, 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 I've said, I've surmised cause people keep, I did an interview. I've been doing so many uh, interviews with, you know, real journalists who want to ask me about the difference between an F-boy and a nice guy and why do the girls, after knowing he's an F-boy, still want him? And and I just say, because we want what we think we can't have. Uh, they're dangerous. They're charming. I mean, you're you're all of those things. You're mysterious. You're also, there's some kind of like weird honesty to you that, I mean, last night the quote that I want to play for everyone right now that you said uh, to when when Casey threw you under the bus at the mansplain and said that you were the one who told him that CJ was a glorified uh, escort, you you said that at at the mansplain. Uh, later on, you go up to Casey and you're like, "Man, that sucked. Like, why'd you do that?" And he's like, "No, it was a bitch move." I, and, and you got you say, "Hold on, I have to just." <laughs> we were dying laughing. At I watched it so many that. times because I couldn't. It was so funny. God damn it, where is it? I filmed it. Well, what you said was, you said, um, "Dude, why didn't you just blame? Why didn't you just blame it on Kevin? Why would you? Why was that? You said it so sincerely too. Like, man, just say it was Kevin. It's smart though, because of the helicopter thing. But no one knew about that. Well, there you go. Now he just made a great point right there. I was the one who I wasn't the person who said that. Oh, Originally. yeah. What do you mean? So I wasn't the person who made that comment. Well, then why did he say it was you? Uh, because he knew at that time that he had to blame it on someone who looked like they could, who would like be able to take the blame. And oh. he was like, a person. 
I mean, we had a really big conversation after that. I was like, bro, you want to move with me, move in with me, bro. Like, and I can't trust you. Like, you're just throwing me under the bus like that, especially when this is something that I didn't say. Um, again, it goes back to the helicopter. Thing was it was, Kevin so, who had said that? Uh, so supposedly whenever Casey was in Limbro, uh, there were some words that were exchanged. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll leave it at that. All that happened I guess. in Limbro. All is right. Casey living with you right now? Well, no, I, I actually checked in on this. Oh. What, give us the update of uh, Gacy. <laughs> Your bromance. They, yeah. they go by Gacy. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should go by Carrot. Gacy reminds me of the serial killer. Oh, I was thinking two gay <laughs> Which guys. Which actually is more out. fitting for your sociopathic <laughs> tendencies that everyone's been uh, calling you out for. What's going on with Gacy right now? All right, so Casey stayed here for like uh, five days. Um, you know, it was one of those things after the show, you wanted to come out to LA, see what it was like. Uh, we had a great time, to say the least. Um, Tell me and, how um, many girls you guys yeah. banged together. How many what, Paris uh, t- things were going on? Wait, no, 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 now, no, what's I that need, called? Eiffel Tower. Yeah, did you guys <laughs> did you answer? Be honest with me. Because you you were very honest. Your casting video is one of my favorites of all the sexual escapades you have. You were like, I take down two girls, three girls, four girls, five. You could have kept going. Um, you, you said you were just, you've done a lot of sexual things. You're also a freak. You also kiss, when you would kiss Sarah, you would grab her neck, which me and my producer Noah were so turned on by. We like felt... We had to like we had to stop and go change underwear several times throughout that episode because that was so hot. Is that a move, Garrett? Do you do you do you know that girls like that? And not all girls do. I don't want to say that everyone should go out there choking women right away. But it was a gentle it was a gentle touch. But that was a that was a hot move. Well, yeah. I mean, the first time I kissed her, I didn't do that. It was more the side of the face. And then I think as you get to know someone, you get to understand like. As Welcome would say, there, there's trigger points and things like that and how to touch someone and what they're okay with. Yeah. I mean, well, that's when you're going for the kill, you know? Yeah, it was... <laughs> oh my God, don't... I, I felt a little weird with that. Yeah. The, I got a gacy in my pants, Yeah, but. This chair is gray. <laughs> Easily gets stained. Um, a little chubby in the pants? Yeah, <laughs> very little. Tell me, Garrett, you... you I am a very sexually open person. I was glad to hear you kind of talking openly about sex before you and Sarah had even actually gotten into a bedroom together. And I think you had kissed at that point, but... We were actually talking about on the show yesterday about when is it okay to start talking about like likes and dislikes in bed. And I said, I liked that Garrett brought it up and was like, what's your favorite kind of foreplay? And and didn't put her on the spot. I mean, you were just like very comfortable having those conversations. Uh, what? W- when did you start having sex and um, are you addicted to it? <laughs> um, when did I start having sex? I actually... I'm not going to lie. The first time I lost my virginity, uh, it was from yeah, a girl who was like two years older than me. Uh, okay. I was, it was like seventh grade summer. And at this seventh time, I grade, I didn't hit puberty. And this girl, <laughs> me and my cousin, actually, we, were, we went to the, um, the mall. And that's whenever the malls had like the 25 cent condoms. And <laughs> me and him, me and him, me and him were always so competitive. And it was my uncle's 50th birthday. So we were like, we go to the mall. We're in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is like bumfuck nowhere. And we're like trying to act all cool and stuff like that. And we're like, yeah, bro. Like, so have you hung out with the high schoolers yet, bro? Like, have you drank yet? And we're like, yeah, man. I drank not too long ago this summer. Uh, and we're like, yeah, like there's going to be some girls there too. And we're like trying to just like outdo each other, even though neither one of us had drank. Neither one of us had, had, had sex at this point. And uh, I actually got caught Uh fucking a girl sorry having sex with this girl who was two years older than me by our parents 
And they caught us drinking, really trying to figure out like who could drink more that night. So we would keep the bottle caps and put them in our pocket. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, like we would take like two sips of like a Heineken and like pour it out and be like, all right, yeah, like I just drank that one. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, um, how did you meet this girl? Was she at the party? Yeah, so she was one of my cousin's friends. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, I'm so glad the word friends followed that. I, I, I thought I was going to stop at cousins, and I just. It is Gary, no, Pennsylvania, no, 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 no. or whatever. I'm from West Virginia. Yeah. I'm from Pittsburgh, not West Virginia. So, okay. Yeah. So you lost your virginity in seventh grade, which is very early. Then when did you start having, you know, like. Your Instagram, Garrett, sometimes I just want to comment, how am I supposed to take you seriously? I mean, that's all I want to, because you're such a funny guy that, like, actually has a good personality, I think, and and is emotionally vulnerable. I mean, you cried several times on the show in ways that I thought were not staged. Uh, Did you trick me? Every time I cried was was never staged. They didn't show a lot of it, uh, but every time I cried, those were raw emotional feelings. I believe you when you say that, and I I just have to take your word for it. But I don't think anyone's that good of an actor. But I believe you. No, um, right. What? Uh, so, what was I even getting at? No, there? the sex sex addict. Do you yeah. feel like? Oh no no no! But I was getting at the the um, emotional side of you, and then the uh, Instagram post. Oh yeah, the Instagram post. You the nine eleven one. I mean, your nine eleven post. Can we do you go remember? Back? Do you remember this post? We were Garrett. At we your trashed Instagram. you so hard back. Like I, I couldn't Wait, look at it because it? no, no, no. You can't it? find it. It's gone. Somehow it's you gone. You took it down. I, I just like the took, towers. I took it down. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, do, I remember posting that and like getting some serious hate from people that, that was my college. And in my head at the time, like I must have been so because I was di- a lot different, like five, six years ago. Yeah, I didn't give a shit about any. Like I just like, was, yeah, you I was posted a shirtless with. picture, like a really artistic <laughs> shirtless hot picture, where he's wearing. You can only see like a little, like maybe, white, maybe an inch of camo, a pants. <laughs> yeah, camo. And no. <laughs> he posted a nine eleven tribute. Thinking about all the victims and the people who had fought for our freedom since then, and a very God. sincere. I'm not even. Joking. There was no irony here, and the, the the reason why he was wearing camo. He, I think he even referenced. I think he even hashtag camo, and like do, never forget. It was so funny, Garrett. I'm not even joking you. I liked you so much on the show. Like I, I just was always like just very tickled by you. You always were just very. Uh, I feel like you, you were invested in the show, emotionally vulnerable. At the same time, like you would like to have fun, you would laugh at my jokes. You made me feel a lot uh, more comfortable than a lot of the other guys did. And then I remember someone showing me your Instagram, and I go, "You have to put that away because I hate that person, and I like him so much. This does not <laughs> represent him to me." Garrett, why are you? Why do you post like that? Why, are you someone who like rents fake private planes to like take pictures in, or is that real? No. No, that was a real one, my friend. That was the first actually private jet I ever went on. It was from LA to, well, it was from, uh, where was, where were we? We don't care. Garrett. <laughs> it was, it was from, I think it was from Nevada to, um, Aspen. That was the first private jet I ever went on. It was actually a lot of fun. My friend actually invited me. It was okay. Great. So it wasn't a fake one because I know that some people like buy those sets, you know, and just go and take pictures. Yeah, but yeah, what is this Instagram persona? I feel like I want you to be your, I want you to have, I want to watch more shows with you on them. We, I just yeah, let more. your abs down. You need to, I think. you're so funny. <laughs> oh, we just lost a video no, footage of you. Okay. We, you're so funny and you say such ridiculous things. I want more of that on your Instagram. Can I get more of that from you? You know, I just, I just signed up for TikTok. So uh, okay. you probably get, I'll, I'll start sharing some of uh, my TikToks onto my reels. Uh, when it comes to like photos and stuff like that, 
yeah, I guess I, I guess I need to step it up Garrett, a little bit. I'd no, play. it's just like be. I don't want. I don't want you to try to be funny because you are. But I want you to just stop trying to be cool because you also are. You know, like you don't need to try and like have these poses and like these faces. Like it's not you. I mean, maybe it is you. I don't. I, that's not <laughs> no, what I, mean, I want right. from Garrett Morosky. Right. You no, are so right. funny. You saying, "Man, why didn't you just blame Kevin for it?" Was so. There's so many lines on this show that I have to watch again and again because I'm hysterically laughing at just the way you talk and how your bromance with K- Casey was so funny because you were. When you asked him to move in with you, it was like, it was a real moment. I mean, that was not, that was not like, uh, you, you're not, you're not uh, funny enough to write these things. Like, like you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you're a calculated person, but you write some lines for yourself that comedy writers couldn't even come up with. So I want, I want to see more of that from you. I mean, it looks like me and Casey might need a little, uh, little bromance show. I mean, it's like, it's like Polly D and Vinny, but, uh, not as Jersey Shore-esque. I would watch a spinoff of you guys. So I, all I want to see is you guys broing down and talking about your feelings, and because you're both willing to go there. When I talked to Casey and Limbro and did like therapy with him, he was very like vulnerable and open as well, which I was shocked by because you guys are f boys. And then I don't know when you cried on the show, I was <laughs> moved by it. And when you, oh my god, during the um, the mansplain, you sitting there just looking shell shocked, I wanted to put like a blanket around you like you were a refugee you looked so there i don't know why <laughs> i like you so much what is what it is what is it about an f boy that mm. says he's an f boy where we girls and, and guys i mean i just got off the call josh was on the show he loves you and i go thank god someone else i trust likes garrett too because everyone's telling me how could you like garrett now these are people that have only watched the show and didn't actually know you and i i don't know i what is it as a guy, Again, I think. You, you, oh, uh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, we. I just remember throwing the football. Oh yeah, I wanted to bring that. Throwing up. the football with you on the beach. I don't know if you remember that. It I was mean, one it of the best before. days of Andrew's life. But guys like other like strong, athletic guys. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a confidence to to him. He has a great arm. If you have a good arm, <laughs> you know it's pretty quick. You're gonna want to be friends with them. I don't. It's guys are very simple like that. You know what I mean? Guys like, are yeah. definitely simple like that. It's like yo, you can play cornhole and you're good at cornhole. All right, cool. You're my best friend. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to fucking. I just want to hang out with you. I want to smell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And that was the interesting thing that CJ said about you. We talked to her today too. Um, she had said that you know she got mad at Casey for standing up for you so much, and she just she didn't mind him being friends with you and living with you. It was about. Him saying you were a good guy. It's just like, well, you can't say that. I mean, that you get, but do you think you're a, a good person? Um, I think the reason why, again, I was, you know, Sarah Cammy till the end and why, you know, people are saying that I'm a good person is because I am definitely the type of person who is rough around the edges, but the second you can get inside, I'm a giant teddy bear. It's really hard for me to trust people because I have been hurt in my past and stuff like that. Uh, a very generous person for the people that I like. And I'm like very generous, like above and beyond generous. Yeah. So I think that's why, like, again, <clears throat> a lot of people still say good things about me. Uh, I mean, I really, I was really friends with every single person, honestly, on the show, uh, except Matt and Chris, little fucking rat boys. But besides them, <laughs> uh, they that's are rat like, boys, dude. I still, that's the thing though. I still sit here and I'm like, all right, you guys, you know, you, you did your part. I mean, you had no game. But at the end of the day, I still respect both of you guys as people. And like, you know, leaving here, I mean, you're still little rat boys, but. What's one thing on the show that you wish they would have aired that they didn't? 
Chris's Ooh. little penis, maybe. You <laughs> oh, you! That was so mean. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I got that line from Casey. Like, you know. Like, okay. Well. And Casey got it from Kevin. Yeah, Casey got it from Kevin. There you go. No, I mean, I think the biggest thing that they could have aired on the show, which would have been, uh, I would probably say, whenever I was on my hands and knees multiple times begging and pleading to the girls. I can't believe they didn't air you g- yeah. you getting on your hands and knees and, and, and asking. And I mean, you took a lot of shit would from Nakia and CJ. S- they would be so mean to you when you would show up. Do you think they yeah. did that to not be too sympathetic for the character? I think they or just didn't you? have enough time. I mean, they cut so, they'd cut me <laughs> yelling at Charlay, you know? Like, there were so many great <laughs> moments where you go, how did that not air? And it was just, there was too much good stuff. But him begging like that proved to me, like, why he was still on the show like that was yeah it gave it, yeah. it it gave it context i know that um i know that there were some people that were upset about you know the the girls chose the way they chose because not just of what you saw on camera but what you didn't see and and you can't say i would never have chosen garrett you don't know what it's like to yeah. be the girl that garrett has his arm uh, or his hand wrapped around her neck and is, uh, you know, uh, twisting around on that fucking thing on the ocean. What was that? You were great at that. Oh, the little, what is that? I don't even know. It's like a little hoverboard, but with like jet. I, think it was like I just jet- know that every guy on Raya is has a picture on one of those. Yeah. So I guess it's a thing that rich DJs <laughs> do. Um, but Garrett, uh, I'm not going to let you go without uh, answering if you and Casey w- engaged in any sexual activity together or have engaged in any sexual activity together. I am um, someone who is a huge advocate of men uh, joining forces to have fun with women. I don't think it's a gay thing or like anything that. So um, have you have you and Casey banged girls together at the same time? Uh, I mean, we've crossed swords for sure whenever we pee, like, you know, stuff like that. Um, so you're peeing on women? On women? <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you R. Kelly like, out there? <laughs> no, whenever, like, you know, we go to the bathroom and stuff, like, he'll, he'll help me out. I'll help him I'm out. asking um, you if you and Casey got into any, because um, I know you like having multiple partners. You've had threesomes, foursomes, fivesomes. Was there, um, did you and Casey uh have you are you showing him your your ways because i don't think casey does that has the sexual escapades that you have in la back in ohio and i think you were like i can show you the world and like took him on an adventure show you the world world. oh he's got a voice too garrett what did you is that a yes did Um, casey and you i'm gonna tell you this much casey stayed with me i have never seen casey on such a hot streak in my life um well, you like, just met him, so that's not a crazy statement, but okay. No, I, I, after the show, I went out to Columbus and I hung out with him for a little bit. I did get to see another side of Casey as well whenever he was hanging out with the girl that he liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as us, you know, gay scene girls, I mean, I'll just have to leave you guys with a little teaser on that one. But, you know, Sarah's in L.A., so, uh, you know, that's not a good look for me, you know, so. Right. I actually, was, I was a good boy when Casey was here. So you're the saying that hand, you you don't want to talk about house. dating other women because of maybe something that might be happening with Sarah. So you and Sarah possibly aren't done yet. And she would maybe be sad hearing that you would hook up with other girls, which you're not saying you did. But with the status of you and Sarah right now, she would not be happy to hear about other girls. There are certain things that I can't say that I would love to say right now. Um, like these suitcases that are in my place right now. But uh, 
Oh, uh, where is she? She's right there. She's behind you. Explosive. Is she under the bed, you motherfucker? Is Check under, under the bed. bed. <laughs> she wrapped up in some scarves. Okay, well, that's all we need to know. Thank you so much. I want to throw so a much. rock at the computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let Sarah know. I told CJ to tell Sarah that uh, we'll be in touch soon to talk to her about her experience. But um, I, I guess I should tell you to let her know. And I bet she could probably hear me. Hey, Sarah. Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Uh, Josh says hi. CJ says hi. Uh, you looked adorable on the show. You carried yourself so well. You are a stunning, smart, beautiful woman, and I look forward to seeing you on uh, the Gacy spinoff. <laughs> the spinner. The spinner. The spinner. I'm sure she's yeah. She's taking a trip to the to the Eiffel Tower uh, this weekend. In the private jet. You flew her there. All right. Garrett, thank you so much uh, for your time and for being so candid. Yeah, we man. love you. And uh, uh, F-boy, F-bye. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so Later, much. Bro. Bye, Garrett. I appreciate it. Oh, boy. Final thought. What I, mean, a po- I mean, we're not going to ever beat this pod. I mean, this was unbelievable. Garrett is... Do, do you see why I like Garrett? I Stop think... coming at me about Garrett and how how could you like him? Nikki, how could you have stood there and let that happen? Did you know he was going to do that? I, I didn't know it. I trust Garrett. I want to be friends. I want Garrett in my life because that's hysterical. He just He just gave us stuff. That he probably wasn't supposed to give. I'm honestly going to have to check with producers to make no, sure that any of that stuff out. can actually make it, and I won't have to cut some stuff out. Because let's let's be honest, guys, I want to make season two. Because you know what? Today, season two, F Boy Island was announced. <laughs> it is happening. Stay tuned for all the details. But today, it was announced that HBO Max has picked up F Boy Island for season two, and I just want to thank all of my besties for supporting and watching the show reluctantly getting involved and then loving it so much. Noah, tell me the big takeaways you've had from today as being a, a huge fan of F-Boy Island. The first thing about Garrett, um, I think the reason why we were all kind of rooting for him and attracted to him, even though he was telling us the whole time that he is an F-Boy. The whole time. Is because he is so candid and he's so honest and you yes. just have to love that. I want to have him on again because I wanted to talk to him about he was like adopted from an orphanage in Russia. Like he has he has, you know, when you come from, first of all, orphan, I don't want to, you know, say anything that didn't happen to him because I want to get his experience. Not that he remembers as a baby, but those babies don't get touched a lot. It's often that they have developmental issues later on because they don't get cuddled and, and touched and they they a lot of those babies end up going on reality shows and becoming the, vi- the villain. And Amorosa. I, uh, I mean, honestly, nah, I she might have said, yeah, Amorosa, uh, Juan Pablo, uh, all Russian orphans. But, you know, I, there was something about Garrett's uh, honesty with every person on the show, even him being able to say that Chris and Matt were little rats and just like staying true to that. I it's a it's a quality I have to work on about myself where I want to give everyone in front of me what they want and like I I'm such a people pleaser I want everyone to like me even a villain you know I'm working on a bit right now about how I have dreams that I'm nice to Donald Trump and I can't even when Garrett broke my girl Sarah's heart I walked out of there that night I remember, I remember. driving away I swear I remember oh my god I like went it was up yesterday well it was really interesting on the show because they kept me very 
removed from all the f boys and even the girls like I, what you saw on camera was kind of my, my only interactions with them except when the show ended i was just like fuck it i'm gonna go up to the guys and talk to them they were all kind of corralled in this area it was uh, i think it was garrett casey yeah it was all the, the final six um i actually think uh og jared wasn't there um but maybe i just didn't recognize him underneath uh maybe he had taken off a scarf and i couldn't <laughs> recognize him he may put an extra one on he was wearing uh, his own shoes, so I couldn't. I didn't know who he was. Um, but the thing I said to them, I go, and they all looked like kind of shell shocked. I mean, it was rough. That finale, as rough as what it was, that what you saw, it was very uncomfortable, and it lasted really a long time. And it was it was a long, long night. And um, and I just went up to them, and I was like, Garrett, thank you for making this show amazing i know you just took a lot of heat but like you're very entertaining and thank you for that and case you know i went up to all of them but i remember um just i remember garrett looked really sad afterwards like oh no i i hurt this girl but even even though i was mad at him and i was like how could you i was just like thanks for being you like yeah without that without garrett I don't know what that show would have been. We someone would have risen to. You need filled, a heel, man. You someone would have filled his shoes, and it probably would have been Oji chair, and he would have walked off with him. I don't remember what happened with the shoe thing, but I do remember someone saying, "You barred my shoes; those are my shoes." And he goes, "No, they're not." And I'm like, "Well, this we have to. There has to be an answer here that we could come up with right now. You can't." It was just so funny, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, I, I there's something about these guys. Nice guys, we just have to take them at their word. But why would you say you're an F-boy if you're not an F-boy? I feel like F-boys are actually the ones that are being the most honest. I mean, not to the girls on the show. Yeah. Because that was kind of the game. But it was interesting when I did an interview with the... I think it's coming out like today. I, I wanted to warn Garrett that I compared him to Trump. But I did. Because you... Why, why did Trump win? It's because... Uh, and why? How could you like him after the things he said? The things we've heard, he's like the documentation, the the bed of needles. You know, the bed of nails is like yeah. you can lay in a bed of nails, but one would hurt or whatever. Garrett kind of had that same vibe. I don't think I would. I would much rather the country be in the hands of Garrett than Trump because Garrett actually is like an animal lover. At least you know I don't think Trump has ever like sincerely pet an animal and had affection for it. But when he combs his hair. <laughs> Good Trump burn. You got him. <laughs> Garrett actually has great, like, Garrett's hair is what Trump thinks his hair looks like. Yes. He has fantastic but hair. But it's just, I, it just, yeah. people go, why, why would this guy last on the show so long? And I go, why did Trump win? People like someone with unbridled confidence that tells you who they are, is honest all the time, insultingly honest to people. And yeah. there's something about that. I mean, Trump is not honest. Yes, by that's the way. what I was going to say. So I don't know if Garrett is actually being honest, but I feel like he is. But maybe I'm just a one of, you know, another pawn in his game of checkers. I'm not even going to give it chess. I'll say checkers. We got to go. Uh this show was amazing. I think it's 4 p.m. now and we started at 10 a.m. Um what a marathon. Thank you for joining us for this very special F-Boy episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. I booked the wrong flight because I think the show wouldn't have been as good if we did it yesterday. What do you mean? 
Oh it's, no, we yeah. definitely needed. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad that you booked the wrong flight too. Yesterday, it we all at, works out. We're at the Everything ba- works we're out. At the baseball game last night, and Andrew gets an alert on his phone that says <laughs> it's eight fifteen at it says, night. Says uh, uh, your plane, uh, flight eight sixty two, now boarding. <laughs> Head to the gate, and we're sitting in the, at the Cardinals game at St. Louis. Hilarious. All right, guys, don't be out there. And yeah, boy. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.